0: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
1: Welcome into ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. Just want to say thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listener today. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that in advance. Also, we are on the big screen, Amazon Fire and Roku. Check us out. We are doing big things right here on ATL Day 1s, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, coming up on the show today. Before the season started, for the Atlanta Hawks. I said that a player on that squad would have to play like Dennis Rodman. And it looks like he's starting to do it. We'll talk about that. And in the deep dive, if you're gonna play like a rookie quarterback, give me the real thing. And last but not least, in for the culture, Wakanda Forever drops today. Y'all already know what time it is. But before we do that, we have to talk about the hawks getting that dub last night t against the philadelphia 76 ers a lot of people say oh they came in hurt and no, all that stuff won't get about forget about all that they have a super uber duper star and Joel and b and the hawks were able to pull that bad boy out
0: and here's the thing if you look at the record across the last few years the hawks have pretty much owned the sixers they're like yes. right there at ownership if yes, not indeed. outright ownership of the sixers and this was a game where it wasn't about who was or wasn't there. This is an issue that, I mean, they've had all along because here's the thing. Anyaka Okongwu and the guy that you mentioned and teased, Clint Capella, gets the job that they always do. They pretty much always have... The number of the bigs for the Sixers, right? right? And it wasn't any different last night. Does it mean that you can completely shut down Joel Embiid? No, and that's not mm-hmm. actually what they aim to do most of the time. Most of the time, it's to contain him because he's a big, similar to the big bigs like they've uh, seen a couple of nights ago. You know, the Raptors bigs that give him a little bit of trouble, right? And right. Uh, you know, you so you see those kinds of bigs that have a little the ability to move around and not just play in interior, right? Those guys usually give them some challenge. But last night, like you said, Clint Capella said not today. So, yeah, you can talk all about the play of their guards. Not our problem. Not the Hawks' problem because, hey, the Hawks are down a guy, too. Hawks are down Mm -hmm. a couple guys, too. Mm -hmm. Trains 100%. Bogey's still not back. So miss me with the, oh, they don't have James Harden. Oh, well, you know what? The Hawks played the team that took the floor last night and they beat them. But most importantly, like you said, it wasn't just about the team effort and the fact that they had six players in double figures number one or i'll say number two and then i'll go to number one because i want i want you to have that shine because you called it number two i'll defer to my guy anyaka okongu who had a nice bounce back game with 10 points and 11 rebounds but really it was your guy clint capella who set the tone at both ends
1: last time when you when you think about it like the, the, the hawks have won four out of their last five games right I'm going to run off the last five games mm-hmm. for Clint Capella as far as rebounds. Yeah. 10, 19, 12, 19, yeah. 20. That, those are the type of things that I talked about Like far as playing like Dennis Rodman. Like mm-hmm. now, you know, has he been the guy that's – is he going to be a guy that's going to do this each and every night? No, that's not, that's not what I'm asking. But when the time comes – when you need it in games like when you're coming up against guys like uh Joel Embiid and, and you know those bigs that run through like Nikola Jokic, the Joker, the big Joker, guys yeah. like that, you're gonna need yeah. guy, this type of play from Clint Capella mm-hmm. because I think that Trey Young is very comfortable running that pick and roll. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, know T, but when Trey and Clint are running that pick and roll to mm-hmm. to start the game off. That kind of gets him into a nice rhythm yeah. he started working yeah. on his floater if guys starting to sit back mm-hmm. and if guys start to come up on, on defense and try to press him he's blowing over top for the alley-oop and yeah. we know if clint can't finish any other type of way right. we know he can catch that alley hoop and go ahead and put that bad boy where it needs to be mm-hmm. so i think that with, with the way Clint has been playing mm-hmm. he's been kind of like the x factor in, in this win streak right mm-hmm. like one last uh, one four out of the last five Yes. And, and they've been really solid at home and I think that it's no secret that there is an atmosphere down there at uh, State Farm Arena they have is, is they're, they're working on something down there T and yeah. I think that that's something that the Hawks people need to pay attention to because that home court advantage is something that we necessarily have necessarily been able to cling to right. but I think this year there's it's something it's just something in it's it's something in the atmosphere like that uh the old wise person that made that gospel song <laughs> right and I just want to
0: say one more point before we move on because we definitely want to give Nate McMillan some credit and right. um, we want to react to something he said after the game last night but I also wanted to say this when you look at and I'm looking literally at the stat sheet right now when you look at the box score or the stat sheet and you see 20 rebounds from Clint Capella you know what else encourages me the fact that if I see just one rebound. From everybody, that means everybody on some level took defense seriously. So for right. me to see John Collins and Dre Hunter, J.C. and Dre both with four, for Young and D.J. to see them with three rebounds apiece, well, I feel
1: some rebounds uh, too for Trey.
0: And, and then and that's he's been I'm, there, he's been lurking. To really break it down. <laughs> that's when it gets to be exciting because yes. what I saw last night was a team that was really functioning on all cylinders at both ends of the court. So as excited as I am about the fact that. Clint Capella had 20 of the Hawks' 56 rebounds. The fact that that 36 was all outside of Onyeka Congo. so I'll say that other 25 was pretty evenly distributed. That, to right. me, was exciting as well.
1: Then yeah, When you're talking about that commitment from the team yeah. aspect, it is something that I think Nate McMillan has been preaching. Also, mm-hmm. T, after the game, I thought it was kind of interesting, right? You know, yeah. Nate McMillan was asked about playing around or experimenting mm-hmm. with the rotations, right? And I, I'm just going to read his quote, and I'm gonna read it in the full because, so bear with me here. All right, I'm not experimenting, guys. I'm not experimenting. wanting to see different rotations. I'm trying to win the game. I'm not experimenting. I'm not developing, doing all of that. I'm trying to win the game. We're going to to go with a rotation and if we see an opportunity where we need something, tonight, I thought we needed shooting. So we put AJ in the game. I thought we needed ball pressure tonight. So Aaron played more minutes tonight. I'm not experimenting with this roster and experimenting with the rotations. You do that in preseason. This is the regular season. We're trying to win games. We're going to try to put the best players out there and the guys that are going to give us the best chance to win games. T T. I ask you this straight up: Is he in his bag or does he have a point?
0: I think a little bit of both. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I, and I appreciate you, Nate, for playing not right. <laughs> checkers because that's really what it's right. all about at the end of the day. So I'm going to do. I'm gonna do a little quick exercise here, like the Falcons do, right? Because the Falcons refuse to allow anyone to say the word "rebuilding." You better not say that is blasphemy. So obviously, (laughs) experiment's not (laughs) buzzword. Nate's word trigger. So I'm not (laughs) gonna trigger Coach Nate. I'm gonna use tinkering, but I think it's perfectly okay because listen, this is still a relatively new squad. Nate, mm-hmm. especially when you talk about the bench mob, when you talk mm-hmm. about the second unit coming in and understanding how all of those pieces fit. When Trey and DJ aren't on the floor at the same time, who's going to play with the Trey with Trey leading the charge for the other four, who's going to play when DJ is in there, in there. How is that going to mix? When are you going to bring in double O and give CC some relief, right? And hope that you don't have any fall off or pull JC out and bring in double However you want to call it. I do believe there's tinkering, but I do somewhat agree with coach Nate. I don't think it's tinkering just to be tinkering. I think that he's starting to learn, Hey, you literally are playing the bucks three times in the first month of the season so it gives you a perfect opportunity to do some tinkering but on the same token it shows you some things that you probably wouldn't see as quickly if you played a team like the bucks and it took you about three or four months to get three games in so i will call it more tinkering than anything but i agree with him he's not just experimenting to do it for the sake of because he simply doesn't have to i think he's seen enough to know slowly but surely compliments of some of the opponents that they've had to match up with what he's going to need in order for this team to be successful
1: and and to be honest i use a word to just kind of add to that i just say adjustments because we all know that when nate first got here he was pretty locked in no pun intended (laughs) you know he was pretty locked in on what that rotation is and Mm -hmm. for him to be able to make adjustments i think he's evolving as a head coach and i don't have no problem with him you know Getting upset a little bit or yeah. getting a little touched when people ask him about experimenting with things during the regular season when he's trying to win games, folks. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of trying to win games, Alex and was trying to win some games. He uh he's not playing any games because he extended Dansby Swanson the qualifying offer. We know that's one year about 19 and a half million. Dansby has about ten days to reject it. I'm pretty sure he's going to do that because when I was just going through some numbers to you, I was looking at the the average salary for for shortstops. It's like thirty four million dollars, the annual average. Yes, annual average for for a um, shortstop is thirty four and a half million dollars. So yeah, it's it's safe to say that he's going to opt out. But I think that one of the things that you know everybody was wondering is it does this does this even matter like does this offer even matter or is it just a matter of Dansby basically going out and go get the get the, the biggest offer he can find
0: yeah I think it's one of those things where it's the offer doesn't really matter it, yeah. uh, on Dansby's part by the way because right. for the Braves it at least gives the them the opportunity to say hey we gave him the qualifying offer so should he reject it should he decide to you know take his talents elsewhere then he's they're able to get a comp- a compensatory pick essentially yeah, right? right. But when you look at it, it's like international
1: okay. cash as well, you know, exactly. get the next Ronald Acuna, right?
0: There you go. There you go. So if they want to. Yeah. So it really just puts them in a position where, for lack of a better term, they're protected. But when right. you look at some of the other players out there and what their market is going to be dictating, it's like, well, why wouldn't you go out there and kind of see what the world is going to give you? Because, you know, right now it's kind of like a um, crapshoot everybody's all over the place it's interesting that you gave 34 mil as kind of the average salary because i think trey turner is very low trey turner's not even at uh double digits if i remember uh correctly but xander bogers i think is at what 20 mil so Mm. kind of right around the offer of where they gave dansby uh as you know for that one year deal but yeah I, i like you said i do expect him to decline that and kind of look elsewhere and i know alex Anthopolis is kind of thinking okay let me kind of see what the market is bearing because if he's not going to be the highest paid he certainly should be in the space of uh you know Trey Turner Carlos Correa and Xander Bogarts but on that flip side I also expect that Alex Anthopolis is saying but just in case it doesn't go well I do have a guy who kind of sort of fits Von Grissom anybody
1: Ooh, and Ron Washington did come out a couple days ago and say, "Hey, he think the kid might be able to take that bad boy, take over that position." So maybe that's a little insight into what's going to go down. And I would not be surprised if that's the case. Um, <laughs> speaking of surprise, how about you don't be surprised by going to betonline.net if you're trying to win some money, because it is the fastest and the easiest way to you know satisfy all your betting needs because they got everything taken out you see i'm up here knocking over cameras and everything trying to get to this this information so you can have it so you can win you some money they they, um, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds lines and games and you can find reviews and news of every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf how about college football? It's college football season. Are you trying to figure out what's going on with Miami, Georgia Tech? You probably probably not, to be honest with you. But this is very interesting. The over-under for this game, 21 and a half. Whew, seems low, right? But you know, Georgia Tech is not good. And Miami isn't good either. So, you know, it's just a lot of good information that you could you can start with, but you know, if you want to go ahead and Go to the website and get the exactly what you need because they are the top online source for all your sports wager information. Live in-game betting scores podcasts. You guys check us out for all your ATL sports betting, uh, ATL sports, go to check out betonline.net for all your betting needs because they have podcasts right there waiting on you. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because BetOnline is where the game starts
0: online is where the game started last night, today, and all throughout the weekend. But where did it maybe stop for the Falcons or for one particular individual? So we're going to get right into it, guys. We are not going to play games with you today. Because I ain't playing with y'all today, man. Thoughts. JD has thoughts. Day. J-Bo has thoughts. j has thoughts.
1: I ain't playing with y'all today, man. When he, yes, when he starts to put the hoodie on, it's a problem. Yeah, man, it's going wild. down.
0: And, and you know what, Jarvis? I understand. I truly do understand any and every direction you want to go in. It's like we told everybody yesterday that this was going to be a day where we debriefed you on this game. We were just hoping that we're going to debrief you and be able to tell you that, hey, the Falcons made some headway in the <laughs> NFC South, and they are now at five. Oh. Right not today.
1: <laughs> they made some 15, headway, all right.
0: <laughs> 22 to 15, and I don't even know if that, if that score, Jarvis, excuse me, 25 to 15. 25 I don't even know 15. if that score really indicates the struggle that that game was for the Falcons last night. So we can break it down seven ways to Sunday, and we will because we've got 10 days to do it. Yes. They're not playing another game for four, 10 days, but let's just start to kind of unpeel. You know, the orange, if you will. Would you like to go with the obvious first, Jarvis? Or of no? course. Like
1: let's why, just, why, let's just. Where else would I want to start this start this doggone segment? Let's just because
0: go ahead and ask them, Jarvis. <laughs> I mean if your quarterback <laughs> is making rookie mistakes like scrambling around and scrambling to the ground to throw a ball, basically when you're already in the grass. But that ball could potentially be caught for a pick six because you're not you're not technically all the way in the grass. You're like right there on the edge of it. Yeah. You got lucky; they called you in the grass. But that could have gone a whole different direction. So, Jarvis, if Marcus Mariota is out here making decision-making rookie mistakes, why are you not playing the real rookie?
1: I don't know. I I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it because. And, and, and here's the thing i'm not even talking about future face of, face of the franchise that's not mm-hmm. that's not my thought process right. let me go ahead and get that out of the way because sure. i think that a lot of people st- starting to come into the season we have a lot of conversations about seeing what you have knowing what you have before mm-hmm. uh, for next year because the quarterback class is supposed to be great in sure. 2023 yeah, yeah. no that's not where i'm that's not where i am i'm specifically talking about a seven year veteran making rookie mistakes and uh, You that's know, really. Dan Orlovsky is going to be forever known as the guy to run out of the back of the end zone un- untouched. Like, he chose to run out the back of the end zone for a safety, right? I think we can probably point out three to four plays that were Dan Orlovsky like last night. <laughs> and, and, you know, and Dan Orlovsky was a career backup for the most part. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about a guy who's supposed to be projects as a career backup back up yes and you're you drafted this dude last year you know th- with the w- in mind to say hey this is a guy that we feel like we can work with mm-hmm. and 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 for all the people saying well he's gonna make those rookie mistakes every game i'll i'll argue against that and say hey arthur smith is a good enough play caller to make sure that desmond ritter doesn't make as many mistakes as he possibly could if he were just to let the reins let him off It's because i don't think the game plan the game plan isn't going to change if Reader no. comes into the game right. we know he's going to run that rock 35 to 40 times as much as possible just mm-hmm. like the carolina panthers did you yeah. know they ran the football and they ran the football till they couldn't run it anymore t <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i i think that when we talk about a, 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 a veteran quarterback making all these mistakes. And and I'm sitting here, we sitting here have to watch that crap because that's what it was. That was crap. That was crap. And then you got the national media. And you already know everybody's about to go in now because mm-hmm. this, these are the same folks that said that this team was only two games. They were only good for two wins. Mm-hmm. So you sitting up here proving people wrong and then you prove them right. Yeah. Because Marcus Mariota's out here. I, I literally, there were plays where I just like, what were you thinking
0: yeah yeah what were you thinking and then we talked about it yesterday we begged of him not <laughs> to don't. just go with the first read like can you just every now and again go through progressions I mean it was like the Panthers defenders and I'm just gonna say all defenders I'm not even gonna like break it down and say oh well the secondary no 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 all 11 of them knew where you were going all right. of seven, every single time. Shaq Thompson had a God. pick
1: six. Dropped six it. it.
0: Like literally. Shaq Thompson was like, oh, my God, this dude gave me a Christmas gift. Gave me one.
1: Crumma, girl. Crumma. A little girl.
0: Uh, oh, my God. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's so frustrating because we're seeing it real time, and we're trying to understand that, like you said, as a seven-year vet, why, why you're not seeing it because we're seeing it. And we're we're confused as to why you're not. And I think the other piece there is this. And I'm going to play a little devil's advocate, although I do agree with you wholeheartedly, because this might be that situation where because you have the 10 days, and because mm-hmm. you're playing the lowly bears, when you do come back, that might this might be the the prime opportunity to uh, bring in Desmond Ritter and quite honestly, this was kind of where I figured he'd come in. This was right, this is exactly where I said, yeah, I'm kind of seeing him coming around in week 10, week 11 situation and, mm-hmm. and here we are. But I'll be a little, a slight devil's advocate and ask you this question. Taking nothing away from the miscues of barriota. I would then venture to say, however, is it just or is it really just the guy under center or the guys protecting him and the injuries that are piling up along the O-line because I could have sworn Jarvis that we had sent a notification to Flowery Branch the push like the yeah. season, to a flower. <laughs> push notification to say go ahead push notification to watch MCL day Ones because we pretty much kind of tell you guys hey here's what we think, Drew Dahman did not get the push notification, I am convinced of it, he did Damn. not get it last night because I could have sworn we told him make sure you don't even have to get pushed to the second level, hold at the hold,
1: hold hold, All hold, your hold. But I I'll be fine with him. he be pushed
0: back to the second, third and 18th level last night, but it, it could have just been me, I
1: don't know. So what you think Pretty about true. like, like, so like, when you think about how, how the, the first game went, right? My whole yeah. thing is Drew Dalman can't become a better center during the season, right? That's just, those that are just my beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as a former, former football player, it's hard to like be get better during the, during the regular season. Like mm-hmm. you get better during the uh, off season. That's yeah. when you spend time trying to do that, those things. However, mm-hmm. there are certain things that you can do to combat not ha- not letting it happen in what happened last time. Right, because mm-hmm. what twelve tackles he was out there flowing like a linebacker. You know, oh, yeah, psh, oh, oh, get off me. Psh, psh, oh, get off me. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me go make this tackle on third and short. You know, mm-hmm. and he did it again last night. But I just have issues with getting beat the same way every yeah. single time. That's the problem I have because mm-hmm. they knew what was going down in this game. They knew that Derrick Brown was going to be lined up right over your center yep. for probably about 65, 70% of the time. And T, mm-hmm. let me go ahead and add this real quick. Mm-hmm. It got to a point where he was moving around. They just moved him around. Yep. Okay, I'm going to line up over Chris Lindstrom. Chris yep. Lindstrom, my dog. That's my boy. Yep. All, pro yep. yep. all pro guard. He's yep. still well, all pro guard. He yep. gave Not him, that work, he yep. that, him work? that work, too. He was passing out that work, too. In Caleb the next play, <laughs> Caleb McGarry. I'm about to line up over you, too, Jack. And yep. I'm going to do oh, that, too. No on the See, oh. the man, Derek Brown was so good. Let me tell you how good Derrick Brown was for, for the Carolina Panthers last night. He was so good that Caleb McGarry saw that he was lined up over Chris what? Lindstrom and he thought he was gonna help out Chris Lindstrom and what? he had to do lined up right over him. He was lined up directly over him and he had his head turned. As soon turned. as the ball snapped, yeah. he turned his head inside yeah. to where Derek Brown was. I was like, round and it's like, no. How is he wow. that good? Yeah. How is he that good? Y'all contain Aaron Donald, the best interior lineman in the entirety of the NFL. Yes. And y'all couldn't figure out how to yes. at least smell him. Yes. Y'all couldn't even smell Derrick Brown last night. Like I said, T, our standards were so low. Our standards were so low yesterday. They, We no, well, literally said, mean, we, said, mean, we right. literally said, at least touch him. T- yes. Get in that his, Get put your booty right between him and the running back, mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. I don't yes. care about hand placement, none of that. Just put your your bottom, you know, your, your glutes, put your mm-hmm. glutes between the running back yes. and Derrick Brown. Yes. And you couldn't even do that. Yes. And you try to block him when you're not even supposed to. No. And, and let the man line up directly over you. You let him just run, have a free path to the quarterback. How's okay? yes. like, how is that okay? Like, how is that like that's that is mental crap. Yeah, mental now, crap. You, you weren't prepared. You weren't prepared. You were, you were prepared. <laughs> T, you were right. prepared. I'm sorry. At all. At all.
0: And if you what think we're frustrated or that we have serious, serious reactions and we get triggered, oh my goodness. You're on locked on atlanta yeah we get triggered here over the first listen but if you guys just kind of like mm. triggering and you like petty and you just want to really hear some mm. reaction then you need to go to locked on Sports today because that podcast is going to give you all of this and then
1: some. i was because- on that last night too t exactly. i was right. trying to hold, and- was- hold my
0: mute <laughs> there you go this was not this was not just a big story in atlanta this story was all over the place a head-scratcher for everybody so this is the biggest story of the day so far instant reactions that you're going to get from those guys big game recaps and the reason this was big is because once again it just plays into the hand of the cray cray that is the nfc south so they're going to be talking about this and just like we do when we talk about for the cultures here on atl day ones of course those guys have their take of the day and oh my goodness don't you want to hear what the heck their take of the day is on this game probably saw it last night trending but we're not going to actually call that name out. They're probably going to talk about it. So if you want to know what's going to be trending in their Take of the Day segment, check them out on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, or wherever in the world you get your podcast, just like you check us out wherever you get your podcast and download us as well as check us out on YouTube. So, you know, Jarvis, just one more question before we wrap this up, because my God, there's so many layers that we don't even have enough time to go into it. But real yes. quick, we talked about the cray-cray, on offense, but it would not be fair if all we did was talk about the cray-cray on offense and we did not at least point to one cray-cray on defense that made you just kind of like take the fingernails and go down the chalkboard. I know. 26 carries,
1: 118 yards, three touchdowns. You come back 10 days later and you give 232 yards rushing. Um I'm at a loss. You got whooped. Yeah. You got whooped. Lorenzo Carter, it's time for you to sit down, sir. Audio organisation. Time it, your time is up. Rotational guy. That's what you are. That's exactly what you are. I want to see D'Angelo Alone and Arnold Ebicetti go in there and figure it out. Yeah. Because Those guys really- have flashed. They have flashed. I've seen enough. Yes. Ibiketti had a half a sack last night and limited yeah. snaps. I, mm-hmm. It's time. I know he's been playing a lot, but mm-hmm. it's time for him to be the guy. It's time for him to be the guy, and I want to see more of D'Angelo Malone because I like what I've seen from him throughout this entire season as he's gotten playing time and progress and learned what he's supposed to do and where he's supposed to be on each and every play. I know that's big for the piece, and I totally understand that. But now that he's got a pretty good grasp of what he's supposed to be doing on each and every play, mm-hmm. it's time to let the talent show.
0: Indeed, indeed. And I'd like to just add to what made me want to pull my hair out. Richie Grant, when you are given a gift, you have to lay hands on that doll and you have to do your best impression, your best impression of primetime and get yourself all the way taking that ball to the house. You just Man. don't get those types of gifts that often. And though I know there were so many moments in that game where you could point to somebody who could have made a play that could have made the difference in the game. That one for me, I'm like, come on now, Richard That could have right. been a game winner too. That could have been the game. <laughs> you simply cannot imagine that. that. Yeah, imagine if you get that. the gift,
1: go ahead and unwrap the present. Just oh, Speaking of, for those you don't know, this is for the culture. And we got a couple minutes. So, you know, I still got to mention it because this, this, this is going to make me happy. We're going to end the show on a happy note. So, this is for the culture. It's in this between sports, entertainment, and culture. And sometimes, whatever the hell we're going to talk about, because that's just how we get down on this show. I think most of us was Falcons and talking about that their, their porous defense. But we're going to end it like this T. Wakanda what? Forever comes out today uh i've been racking my brain trying to figure out when i'm going to go see it because i do want to go see it this weekend because you already know what we're about on this show that's how we get down but i know you may have a little different feel about wakanda forever your thoughts yeah i'm
0: not sure i'm ready i'm not sure i'm ready i probably will wait for you or friends of mine to tell me like it's so amazing like you have to see it and yes you're Mm -hmm. gonna miss Tashala, Yes, you're going to miss Chadwick Boseman. Uh, you know, there will be moments, but that he, they honored him so well and it was such an amazing script and an amazing cast that you feel like it was a good catharsis for you, just like Ryan Cooler, the, the director said that it was for him. So yeah. I'm hoping that's what you guys are going to come back and tell me. But until I hear that, I'm probably just going to have to pause because I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm ready.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I totally understand. And that's one of the things where you know you just kind of kind of work your way through it because i know i i feel like man i should replace him i should replace him and now that the movie has come out it's just like Maybe they did the right thing, you know. And I've been hearing like a lot of people saying, "Stay after the credit, stay after the credit." So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. So we're gonna definitely check that out. We hope you continue to check us out right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, making us your first listen today. Make your second listen Locked On Sports today. I made an appearance on there, and I did not cuss. So yeah, I'm proud of myself. So yeah, go ahead and check that episode out. You know, I was on there today's episode go check it out right now make that your second listening today the they have to the take it today the they have a cover all the big stories it was a huge story that the falcons debacle last night so yeah go and check that out and also make sure that you come back on monday t because what we're we gonna have for the, the good folks
0: more falcons breakdown we're still gonna be reacting to it because we know that you guys are triggered and we know you're gonna still be reacting to it monday we've got 10 whole days to break down remix it throw it around, come back, and all that good stuff. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We also hope that we can tell you guys that the Hawks made it two in a row against the Sixers as they head on the road to take on Philadelphia in Philadelphia. And, of course, as always, anything else is up, around, and down on this scene in Atlanta Sports, we will tell you guys about it. So, have a good weekend. I know it's a little rainy out there, but hopefully, you guys can tell us. You go see Wakanda Forever and drop us a comment and let us know what your thoughts are. You guys tell me if I am actually ready to see it.
1: Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs>